0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider
1: subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please
0: leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share with a friend or on social media.
2: Holds a number of doors where the players lick their. And eagles and tides, the air-conditioned cubicles, and the carbon ribbon rides are spilling it out so clear. Either he's gonna have to stand and fight or take off out of here. I tried to run away myself, to run away and wrestle with. here in this eskimo in this hitcher in this prisoner of the fine white lines of the white lines on the free
3: tell you that she's an artist. First and foremost, she'll say she's a painter derailed by circumstances. She doesn't say that out of humility. She's a great painter and she knows it. And she likes to paint much more than doing her day job. Her problem is that she does that other job too well. She can't paint all she wants, but when one is recognized as one of the greatest songwriters of one's generation, it's hard to find time to do other things. But Joni Mitchell has never been one to bow to convention. Roberta Joan Anderson was born in Northwest Alberta on November 7, 1943. Her family moved around Western Canada when she was very young, eventually settling in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Although a terrible student in school, her brilliance was evident at an early age. She taught herself how to play guitar out of a book of Pete Seeger songs. Having contracted polio at the age of nine, her left hand was weak, so she created tunings to compensate and help her play the songs in the book. The tunings have since become one of her hallmarks, and are the foundation of what she herself calls Joni's Weird Chords. Joni Mitchell is a complicated woman. Some would even say she is a walking contradiction. One of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time who calls herself a painter. She wrote the defining anthem of Woodstock, even though she did not perform or even attend the concert. She is an icon of the 1960s counterculture, even though she had said she rejected the anti-war movement because she had family who died in World War II. A beautiful woman known for the sweet voice on her early recordings, she is an exacting person who demands much from those around her, and she can be a harsh and direct critic of other people's music, sometimes even dismissive of her own work. I have spoken many times on this show about my personal Mount Rushmore of music. Because it's my Mount Rushmore, I get five faces. On one side are the hard scrabble East Coast songwriters Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel. On the other side are the two great folk singers who changed rock music with their embrace, Bob Dylan and Neil Young. And right in the middle, front and center is Joni Mitchell, an incredible singer, an amazing guitar player, a truly creative mind who has mastered the genres of folk, rock, and notably jazz as well. There are not enough superlatives in the English language to express my love, my admiration, and my undying respect for her. So tonight, a few days before her 78th birthday, we present a show I have considered many times but never really attempted for no other reason than I did not think we could do her justice. And probably we won't, but there just comes a time when one has to stand up and applaud. So that's what we're going to do with this show. Tonight, we present the majestic brilliance of who? Joni Mitchell. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. Um, yeah, man. You just sit there tonight. Okay. Yeah, I, this is, I got this, this. You got this. I got so, this one. So
1: I'm just going to say, like, the pithy comments here or there and just observations. And...
3: And, and and you heard my intro. Oh, yeah. You know how I feel about Joni.
1: Yeah, she's like the center of Mount Rushmore. So, Mount, or Mount Richmore.
3: Oh, oh, oh. oh, how about that? No, I, I, hate, I, I hate that idea. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock. But, but, but. Okay. You know, poking the bear tonight might be a little bit easier than uh, than normal. I know. I'm going to be very,
1: very careful on this because (laughs) I've gotten smacked hard in the past. Uh, And, you know, my fingers in the cookie jar.
3: I I apologize if I get a little too (laughs) precious about Joni, but I just, Joni. No, no. I mean. I I love, I like, who else loved Joni Mitchell? Prince. 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 Loved. loved and there's
1: liked. a... I, spending the time with all this material and Rich picked just about all of this. There was one song that I felt like had to be in there and of course Rich was going to pick it anyhow. But I, that's the one song that I'm going to claim.
3: Oh, well, you, you, you can claim it but I would have... I, I, yeah, I know you would have anyway. picked it yeah. anyhow. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah so listening to all this material and Rich is much more the expert on Joni Mitchell by far. There's a lot of things that I'm hearing in these songs I, from a musical point of view. I'm going to you
3: right there though. I do not claim to be an expert on no. Joni Mitchell because you know what? Nobody, no, is nobody an can when be when it comes to Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell's heart is an ocean of secrets, uh, yes. Mister, and you best understand that.
1: I, I do understand that, and the point that I'm trying to make here is I'm you're going to be much more of an expert on this material than I am. I'm listening to a lot of this, and I'm hearing the musicality of it, and so that's what I'm riffing on and the stuff yeah. that the sounds and yeah. you mentioned Prince, and I've certainly. It was amazing some of the things that I was thinking about um, when I was going through this deep dive in the music. First of all, for some, I'm not a giant Joni Mitchell fan. I'm really not. I like a lot of her stuff, but I'm not as hardcore as you are by far. But the majority of this stuff, I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I know that one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know maybe I, mean, I know
3: a lot more of this stuff than I thought. This is what just boggles my mind. This is why I say you really do like everything to your detriment. No, because... actually
1: I don't, and I've got an argument on that one. Well,
3: okay, but my point is that you're listening to things like um, I don't even know what the heck the, the name of that band was that we played last week. That like the high uh, hard fi, the hard right? fi. You're listening to hard fi when you could be listening to Joni Mitchell.
1: Here's the thing, Richard. Now I'm going to put this to rest on the I like everything. Now, granted, let's be very honest. I listen to a lot more music than you do. Yeah, you do. Okay. So if I like 20% of everything that I listen to, my 20% is greater than most people's everything. So that's where your everything comment comes from. Because my 20%, 20% of what I listen to is an extraordinary amount of music.
3: Except that It's I, all about numbers and percentages. You know, I, I, I will sit around and talk a, a lot about music that I don't like. And and I, I I I like Joni Mitchell. I have mm-hmm. some very exacting taste. I never hear you talk about music you don't like. Because I
1: don't want to waste time talking about things I don't like. I don't. But I don't. But, it's not but interesting. Bad music. To me. Bad music is a, not. Is I'm a, not talking a, about a, bad music.
3: Bad music is a blight on on humanity, and it needs to be <laughs> extinguished and it needs to be <laughs> done away with. Okay. And we need to talk about
1: this. Okay. And here's the point that I'm going to make on this. Okay. Every song that has gotten to the point where it's recorded by somebody had to have been finished by somebody, the writing, and had to have been wanted to record. And I look at it, this is the challenge for the listener. Find the one thing about that composition, the one thing. And in some cases, it might be one chord sliding into another. It could be a tiny phrase. What is the one thing that made the songwriter in the first place get to the point where they even wanted to finish the composition? Because you know, as a songwriter... I have written and abandoned a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so why would I work on something that I think is crap? Well, I'll t- So I I'll, abandon I'll, it. I'll, I'll, and I think
3: most songwriters are like that. I'll, I'll tell you why, and it happens all the time. It's because if, you're, as a songwriter, you might be thinking re- writing something that you think is absolute crap, but you know that 14-year-old girls are going to love it and their parents are going to spend the money on it to get it for the 14-year-old. So, and <laughs> that's that's true. And that's what's wrong with the music
1: business. Well, but, but at the same time, I'm also going to argue... Hopefully, if they've gotten to the point, they've found something that for somebody, even if it's a 14-year-old girl, and I don't want to, I think the little girls always understand, and little little <laughs> girls at 14 years old, if there's something that they like, and I don't care whether it's NSYNC or the 1975 or the Beatles, there's something that appeals to them. And I think it's up to us as a listener to take the time and really listen and figure out what that is for ourselves. Yeah, but the
3: the songwriter didn't, didn't create the, it because the they liked
1: it. They're they're constructing something. Yeah, but they
3: didn't they they didn't like it when they wrote it. Well, not how do you know that? Unless I, you're I the songwriter. Promise you. Unless you're I the songwriter. You, I promise you. I in okay. fact i've i've heard i've heard even Barry Manilow. I've heard him talk about how like because he like he used to write jingles right for sure. commercials right. He would write things that he knew would absolutely get stuck in your head, even <laughs> though he hated it because he was getting paid to do just that. And that, my friend, is what's wrong with the music industry. Have you heard the latest Diet Coke commercial? It's fantastic. We good. have been. we, have, we, <laughs> just, okay. we haven't Okay, I will even, not poke on it. We're going to we talk have, about the song. We haven't even here. talked about the first song yet, and we've already gotten off on a tangent. <laughs> exactly. A massive tangent.
1: Okay, so tell me about the first song.
3: Okay, first song was, um, God, where to begin with Coyote. First yeah. of all, first of all, um, I have a feeling I ha- I'd have to go back and like Go through all 117 editions of the weekly list, um, which th- this is the Seriously? 117th show tonight, wow. and I know that for for a specific reason that we're going to talk about later in the show. Um, I think tonight, Coyote joins the pantheon of of most played songs on the weekly list. It, it, it's up. It's on the same level as uh, "Give Me Shelter" and and Heroes. Wow, because I I think I might have even played it. I might have even played on the very first show. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I had a company, uh, a music booking company called Coyote Entertainment, that I named after that after song. That, song. Um, that album, the song is from an album called Hijira, which mm-hmm. came out in 1976, and she wrote the album um, after having made a massive cross-country road trip from maine to california and like she like went down the east coast and through the southeast and like really took her time sure and did it by the way without a driver's license oh really yeah. <laughs> well and she's canadian too so that's even right, more right? impressive exactly um but she wrote all of the songs on Hejira. um they're all either written during the road trip or they're inspired by Wow, trip. that's and, cool. And, so it's a song cycle, then. Oh, absolutely. Travelogue, it, 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 is, it is. Although, don't call it a travelogue because okay. she, she doesn't like that. Um. Okay. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to tick
1: you off, but man. Do not <laughs> tick off Joni Mitchell. Do okay, not, I got do that. Do not tick
3: off her highness. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's which is easier to do than it is to tick me off. I promise you. Wow. Oh, she's she's she's. You know, I'm gonna. I don't know if I can say this on the radio or not. She's a really famous. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well the, what i really liked about this was first of all the interplay between the guitar and the bass and the bass, the bass is, is by jaco, jaco Pastorius, Pastorius. Yeah. and especially the harmonics that i he could
3: I, we, we were sitting in the studio mm-hmm. just now listening to coyote mm-hmm. and i had to play it all the way through because i could listen just to those harmonics yeah
1: and for for those that are curious what a harmonic is, is where you're what the bass player is doing is he's lightly taking his finger and he's touching it on the string and and there's certain frets that you can do this, and when you hit with a pick, it makes kind of that
3: that, that, that chiming sound. Yeah, it's a chime. It's, it's like and a bell, it doesn't almost. work
1: on every single fret, but on some of them. And and players know this, and you use it all the time. I mean, the edge from you two is oh, all over it. Yeah. Uh, Edward Van Halen does it a lot. I used to play around with. Yeah. I I love playing with. Uh, Pinch harmonics, artificial yep. harmonics, yep. and stuff like that, and he, Jaco Pastorius just gave a crash course right there for it, and listened very carefully. J- Jaco
3: Pastorius was uh, this this um, he was a jazz bass player. He was a virtuoso. He played, played in Weather Report. Weather Report, right? Exactly. Um, played with a lot of people, and was a really mercurial guy. <laughs> That's um, a light way to and, say it. And and um, got to this point where. Uh, by the way, he and he and Joni were uh, involved when they recorded oh, yeah. Um and he played with Joni for three or four years after this too. I mean, there's there's a great uh, there's a great concert video Joni did put out in like, well, a film from like 1979 called *Shadows and Light*. Uh, Jocko is her bass player, Pat Metheny's her guitar player. See that's yeah, yeah I mean that yeah, it's, Pat Metheny,
1: another jazz guitarist, anyway, that was killer. Yeah,
3: it's it's amazing. So, um. Anyway, Jocko uh, had a temper, and also Jocko <laughs> Jocko was filled with self loathing. He would get into this uh, get into these moods where he'd go to bars and yeah. start a fight just to get his ass kicked. Yeah. So like you know, I hurt myself today to to, to prove that I could still feel. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing. And then one day he he ticked off the wrong guy, um, and literally got his brains beaten in. Yeah. And uh, died in, yeah. in 1987 from yeah. in a bar. Died like four days later, uh, yeah. but di- basically died from a bar fight. Yeah, just horrible.
1: Badass, but a killer player. Oh my I god! I mean,
3: rewrote. I mean, if, 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 or maybe wrote the book. I don't know. On fretless bass to begin with. Yeah, you know, Nathan East is the only guy who comes to mind. Who?
1: What well, was funny? I was I was listening to some of the playing, and I had mentioned Michael Manring. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. Michael Manring used to do a number of albums for Wyndham Hill. Do you remember that? I do remember um, Wyndham Hill. And there were some really, really interesting stuff. I mean, just this great s- spidery kind of sound. Right. And he's definitely influenced by Pastoris. Okay. Oh, so. yeah. so.
3: You know, if you play bass these days, you probably you don't have even to know you're influenced by Jaco Pastoris. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Coyote. Okay, yeah. so... Um, and I, 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 the, other, the other thing I want to quickly say is that I had thought about... She played. She played coyote at the last waltz, which as mm-hmm. like, that's your thing. That, if if I'm a rock historian, I, I consider the last waltz to be one of the most important
1: moments. It's like the Rosetta history. Stone for you, isn't a it? little
3: bit, uh, not quite, but it's close. Um, and there's Robbie Robertson. The way he introduces Joni, um, he just says who, Joni Mitchell, and I I referenced it in the in the intro, and but. Um, <laughs> I wanted to open the show that way, right? sure. But then I thought, well, then you're trading out Jocko Pastorius on base with Rick Danko on base. Nothing yeah. against Rick no, Danko, no, no, but you know, but he ain't no Jocko Pastorius. No. So we had to play that. So that that's that.
1: Anyhow, the next song that we're playing is "My Secret Place." This was uh, this one I really really like because it's got Peter Gabriel.
3: I feel like I feel like had you picked. Had you known a bunch of Joni Mitchell songs? Oh, I would have pick, picked this for you. A would have a picked heartbeat. this one, right? I kind for of picked heartbeat. this for you, and I also really like this song.
1: It's a great song, and, and
3: it's it's a, it's a bit of a glove box call because it's <laughs> it's on a, a, a an album that a lot of people ignored called Chalk Mark and Ram came yep. out in nineteen eighty eight.
1: Okay, so that's and that makes sense. That was we were in college at the time, yep. and so yeah, I remember hearing this and um, the Peter Gabriel So album from eighty six. Mm-hmm. Th- oh, you, I freaked over that, and I I had. Toto's Fahrenheit on one side, and I had Peter Gabriel's So on the other side, and that was like constant back and forth on right. one of those Sony Walkmans and yeah, yeah, just yeah, clicking yeah. back and yeah. forth. And so Peter Gabriel, man, yeah. he could have sang the phone book, and I would have been, at this in, at that time of my life, I would have gone, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and he still probably could sing the phone book, and I'd feel that way. Hey,
3: well, he'd sing it so well because he's Peter Gabriel. Yeah, of course right. he's Peter yeah. Gabriel. Anyway, um, the story behind this song uh, how this all came together. Joni's been married exactly once for less it was for less than 10 years. She's married to a guy named Larry Klein who was a bass player and a producer. Um Larry Klein uh had been in England producing Benjamin Orr's album The Lace. The Lace, Okay. Right? And and by the way Benjamin Orr's all there are so many people on Shock, Mark, and Rainstorm go look at the guests. Like okay. just, just this song by the way uh Peter Gabriel and Wayne Shorter are both on yeah on sax that's, that was that's Wayne Shorter, Wayne Shorter. Yeah. Nice. um so anyway Larry Klein's in England Joni's over there with him um he gets a call from Peter Gabriel this is 1986 and he, or 85 maybe even and he said hey uh I'm I'm finishing up this uh this album I'm calling so but it needs a little bit of uh touch ups on the bass here and there would you come over to my studio and and just do some touch-up stuff because I know you're, you know, I know you're in town, basically. Okay. So, so Joni and Larry Klein go over to uh, Peter Gabriel's studio, work on, you know, do the work on so whatever, whatever the heck he did on so. I don't even know. And uh, Joni just happened to say, you know, I just wrote this song. Um, you guys want to, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get take a swing at this and and, and 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 so the basic track they recorded that day. In, in Peter Gabriel's studio, and then, of course, they, they really dressed it up, and it didn't come out until three years later, but
1: but um, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's anyway. a good one. That's how it All works.
3: Right. So, from 1988, Chalk Mark and Rainstorm, this is the amazing Joni Mitchell and the amazing Peter Gabriel with My Secret Place, 95.1. The Soap.
2: a place that you, like no one else I know, might appreciate. I don't go there with anyone, but you're a special case for my special place, my special sail in a decade full of dreams and he takes her to his schooner and he treats her like a queen bearing beads from California with their amber stones and their green he has called her from the harbor he has kissed her with his freedom He's heard her off to starboard In the breaking and the breathing Of the water weeds And she's so busy being free There's a man who's climbed a mountain And he's calling out her name And he hopes her heart can hear Three thousand miles he calls again He can think of her there beside him He can miss her just the same He has missed her in the forest While he showed her all the flowers And the branches sang the chorus As he climbed the scaly towers of the forest A man who sent her a letter And he's waiting for his reply He has asked her of her travels Since the day they said goodbye He writes, I wish you were beside me We can make it if we
0: try
2: He has missed her at the office with her name on all of his papers Through the sharing of the prophets He will find it hard to shake her From his memory And she's off somewhere Being free There's a lady City, and she thinks she loves them all. There's the one who's thinking of her, and there's the one who sometimes calls. There's the one who writes those letters with his facts and figures scrawled. She has brought them to her senses. They have left inside her laughter Now she rallies her defenses For oh, she fears that one will ask her for eternity While she's much too busy being free
0: There's a man
2: who sends her medals He is bleeding from the war And there's a jouster and a jester And a man who owns a store There's a drummer and a dreamer And you know there may be more She will love them when she sees them They will lose her if they follow She only means to please them And her heart is full and hollow Like a cactus tree While she's so busy Being free
3: Annie, that was a song called Cactus Tree. Cactus Tree. Cactus Tree, which was um, uh, originally on her um, debut album, Songs to a Seagull, which, terrible name for an album. Yeah, uh, I mean, well,
1: look, I grew up on the East Coast. I know seagulls. They can have an unfortunate response to people walking underneath them.
3: So what is a song to a seagull? Uh, Well. Indeed. Anyway, but- um, and and <laughs> frankly, sideways, so different. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> but that that recording is from her 1974 live album, Miles of Isles. Again, not a great name for an album, but well, if you're than talking about an ago. empty room, I can right, see that. Right. You well, know, I, I, <laughs> it's kind of actually, self-deprecating, the cover, the cover of Miles of Isles is is um uh like at Alpine Valley, the pavilion. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's uh it's her. It's a painting which she painted. Of course. What a shot. Of her sitting in the empty pavilion of an amphitheater with her little red painted toes and it's it's oh, nice. it's adorable. Anyway. Uh <laughs> it's adorable. <coughs> it's Joni. Um, cactus tree. There are and Joni knows this about herself. hmm There are some women out there. They're they're rare. Um but there are the there's the occasional woman you will meet where every man she meets falls in love with her right? okay yeah yeah and, th- and these, these these are amazing women right obviously joni's one of those women okay right? joni very famously um much like taylor swift
1: <laughs> you you once called joni or taylor swift kind of the joni mitchell you, you made that comparison that's how you put taylor
3: swift in, in a perspective for me oh, yeah, and i okay. buy into that actually yeah. joni said especially when she was younger joni had a lot of boyfriends mm-hmm. right joni went on a lot of dates with a lot of guys joni was connected to leonard cohen and james taylor and graham nash and Jocko pastorius yep. and and on and on and on and on um that song that she wrote was kind of sort of about that even though she was i what she was 24 i think when she wrote that song um but she loves these guys that are sort of the people that are right in front of her and but she's never going to commit to any of them because you know gotta have your freedom right well you know and
1: i gotta say freedom is an important important thing too
3: absolutely thank you george michael (laughs) there right. you, at home. <laughs> that wasn't what i was <laughs> intending but
1: thanks okay i don't i
3: have I, I i have a lot to say about this next song so if you've got anything anything to say about cactus tree please do it now i
1: don't think so i wouldn't okay. dare i i like the song <laughs> yeah, i mean it, you yeah. know and that was a good live version i did hear the original and i like live versions a little bit more It fleshed it out a little bit yeah, more yeah, so i yeah. i like that
3: Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay um I, this
1: I, next one this is from blue it is. I love this record. Well done. Uh, yes, I. Last time I went shopping, one of the last times, and I did like a big album haul. I went and bought a copy of Blue on vinyl. That's good. And I was like, that's good. And,
3: yeah. and you've clearly listened to it a couple of times. Oh yeah, you? that's good. That's good. I love this album. Okay, Little Green is the name of this song. Yep. Okay. When Joni was uh, twenty-two and still living in Canada, um, in fact, I think she was. Still living in I, before she had even gone to like Ontario or Toronto to to like start being a singer, right? She got pregnant, um, and her her uh, the her ex boyfriend, who had uh, knocked her up, split, mm-hmm. went to California. Um, so there she was left, and like she she wrote about this. I, she was left with no money, three months pregnant, in a cold water flat that only had a fireplace for heat and winter was coming in Western Alberta.
1: That's okay? not a happy situation. Mm. And this is like, was it the, about what year would have this
3: 64? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly, but it's, it's right. It's right in there. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how much, I don't, how much I should say about some of this stuff. um, she gave the baby up for adoption, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, uh, eventually they got back into contact with each other in 1997 when the baby was probably, well, her name was Killorn, um was probably in her early 30s. Okay. Um, one of the things that I've heard Joni say about that situation is that when she gave that baby up for adoption is when she really became a songwriter. It's when she really started to understand how the world works and mm. she understood how to filter it, right? So that's and that's where that's where things started for her. She said when she met Kiloren, is when she lost interest in writing songs. Really? Yeah. So there's the like it's like it's, it's it's this well, it's more than that. It's this space where you know there's something out there that is missing there's something out there that is out there and you have to search you may you can't search for it for a long time and then you, you know I mean? it just you start to wonder if you should and yeah. whatever i mean whatever right well, and that's
1: one of the essential ingredients of songwriting i mean whenever i sit down with a notebook the first question is okay what is this about and then I write verses after verses after verses that are nothing but confusing mess, and then I try to tie it together in some kind of way that makes reasonable sense. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. yeah. So and it I, makes sense to me.
3: I I I've made the. I think I've talked about this a little bit on the show. I was adopted, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I got in touch with my birth mother in uh, 1994 when I was 25 years old. That's right. And uh, um, she has become. Uh, I I am I am so fortunate. I know so many people who have who are adopted that have searched for their birth family and and have had. Everyone I know has had a lesser experience. Yeah, you
1: I, I know that, and you and I talked about that a lot yeah. beforehand. And I know that you were nervous, and I remember the conversations that we had, and the the reasons behind it. You were very pragmatic about it. That you wanted to know a little bit about more your health background. And what kinds of things your biological family was. So, you know, you were going to have your kids. I mean, right or, you know. Yeah. It was was right before Katie was born. It was actually
3: right after Sarah was born. Okay. So it was sometime between Sarah and Katie. My oldest daughter. Yeah.
1: And you wanted to figure out,
3: okay, what kinds of,
1: you know, you want to know some of the family history. You know, know are there heart problems? Are there cancer issues? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I've been incredibly lucky because not only is my birth mother incredible. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Her wife is incredible. That's a whole another conversation right. for a different time. Um, my extended family through my birth mother are amazing people. I got three, uh, three awesome cousins. I've got two great aunts. I've got uncles and and cousins, husbands, and and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I I love these people. I haven't been down to Kentucky in way 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 too long well it but, was
1: a kind of a connecting of ideas too because it came out okay this explains why you like bourbon yes it does <laughs> <laughs> and i was especially pleased to find out that you have a wee bit of scottish blood so well, there's there that
3: there's that and my birth mom just pointed this out to me not that long ago it's really appropriate that i work at a radio station called kymn kymn kentucky minnesota
1: uh-huh and that guy that is isn't that great. Wow, it it all comes together. Yeah. Now you can never write a song again.
3: Well, I'm done. Yeah, well, and and actually that's true cuz I have not written a good song almost since I since I met my birth Bob. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Whose name is Elizabeth and and she listens to the show and hi, I love you. Hi. Yeah. Um anyway, I did not know most no one knew what this song was about until uh Joni had connected with her birth daughter and then made that public. Right. And it turns out she wrote five or six songs about this whole situation. But "Little Green" from Blue, uh, nineteen seventy-one, is the uh, to me is it's the it's, it's it's a touchstone. I mean, it's 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 an incredible song. All right, let's all listen right. to it, man. So, nineteen seventy-one from the Blue album, one of the greatest albums of all time. This is one of the highlights of that album. This is "Little Green" on ninety-five point one KYMN.
2: There'll be crocuses to bring to school tomorrow Just a little green like the nights when the northern lights perform There'll be icicles and birthday clothes And sometimes they'll be sore child with a child pretending Weary of lies you are sending home So you sign all the papers in the family name You're sad and you're sorry but you're not ashamed A little green have a happy ending A little green like the color when the spring is born there'll be focuses to bring to school tomorrow just a little green like the nights when the northern lights perform. Icicles and birthday clothes And sometimes they'll be so
3: From 1974's Court and Spark, which is her um, most successful album. That was actually her most successful single. That was called Help Me. That was Her only top 10 song ever. Really? That was, yeah. That's it? That's it. That's now,
1: it. now you're always about the, is that American charts? Because she had to have done really well on Canadian charts and the UK charts and all the European charts because that's what my focus is always on.
3: Uh, she didn't do very well. She's not done very well <laughs> in the European charts. Uh, she owns Canada. Yeah, she as, should. As she she well Neil should. Young. And, and Corey
1: Hart. I'm just saying, get that out of here right now. <laughs> I mentioned Corey Hart during a Joni Mitchell show. Yeah, I just, I just look. I got to keep it real. I got to poke the bear every once in a while, and that's I, this is a public why, service. Why, announcement. why
3: is making me angry? Keeping it real. Well, you know,
1: I'm I'm trying to temper it a little bit so that when they encounter you at imminent, I've already diffused a little bit of the weekly no, tension. No,
3: you haven't diffused. You've all all you've done is stoke the fire.
1: Well, and then I get out of dodge. <laughs> I head up north to Eden Prairie. All right, okay, so we're done, and I love that song. Uh, Help me, and you know, we talked about the influence of Prince. Yes, or, or her influence, influence on Prince. Prince. Yeah, and it was funny because I was listening to this, and I remember a long time ago, before I was kind of even remotely familiar with Joni Mitchell. To be honest with you, Prince would always say that Joni Mitchell was the one that he was most in touch. Right, and I always got the note of. Well, her lyrics are always very honest and they're introspective, and I can hear that with Prince. And when I was hearing Help Me, I'm going, oh, he riffs on that in Ballad of Dorothy Parker from uh, Sign of the Times. Oh,
3: really? Is that what the song is? Yeah, yeah. mean, uh, Who knew?
1: Rich is totally making fun of me because I was drawing a blank in the break. I'm like, what is that song that... Prince references, and so Rich called it. I actually
3: knew something that Danny did, not it was crazy. Yeah,
1: so you should feel good about that. Enjoy your your point. The bear feels better. See there, see it was all set up, you know. I make you angry and then I throw you a little bit of honey. (laughs) Just keep talking. Okay, so yeah, that was, Prince really was highly influenced, and that was a theme that I, all the songs that were playing on this, I really heard so much of Prince in this, that to the point of I started getting a little bit upset at Prince, going, you know what? You're ripping this <laughs> this this woman off left and right, because I heard melodic inversions that Prince has taken, yeah, and in some of them he kept them in the same key. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. That, that's not that's not stealing. That's homage.
1: Well, it is. You know what is it? Um, a <laughs> a really great artist steals outright, or, no, no,
3: no, or what good writers borrow right from other writers that's right great writers steal outright
1: yeah so that and that's very true and prince did that a lot and if if you're not if you're a giant prince fan and you haven't spent some time with joni mitchell i really as a prince fan I'd suggest that you spend some serious time with Joni Mitchell. You'll understand Prince a lot better.
3: I wholeheartedly endorse that idea. Those of you out there listening who are gigantic Prince fans, go spend a little time with Joni. Yeah,
1: you'll understand your hero a little bit better. And I think that that's the case with just about any artist. If you love an artist... Find out who they love. Yeah, exactly. You know, tear that's, it back a little that, bit.
3: That's 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 how you and I have become the, the weirdos that we are. Yeah, we started at one. We start basically. We started at Billy Joel, right, and then worked <laughs> our way backwards. Well, and, and yeah. the
1: thing that's weird is some of the new artists that I listen to now, and I go. Yeah, you know you're totally ripping off Springsteen. (laughs) I mean, I love Brandon Flowers and the Killers, and I'm going, oh, you're totally lifting that from the boss. Of
3: course he is, and he he knows it. Oh, he does. He'll admit it. And so, so. so Springsteen. Okay, next song reminds me of the month that you and I spent in London, January. In January of 1989, and it's because that was my first real exposure being in London for a month. That was my first real exposure to busking. Busters, oh. right? And like, it's such a trip to go down in, into the London Tube, and and yeah. like, they're like every ten, fifteen, twenty feet. There's there's somebody playing an instrument with their hat out, or, or
1: they've pulled it way back though. Uh, have they really? Yeah, I mean, you got to get a busking license and all kinds of stuff. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. The last time, yeah.
3: Oh, that, but you see that some really, me.
1: you see some really unique ones. I saw a guy in like a Sylvester suit, you know, like yeah. Sylvester from you know, yeah. tweeting all that stuff. Playing a trumpet, yeah. So I mean, it's it's gotten a little bit more gimmicky.
3: Interesting. Okay. Anyway, but this song is about is about a busker, uh, mm-hmm. a guy playing on a street corner, playing a clarinet on the street corner with a hat out, and Joni is a rock star, and she comes across this, and and her whole thing is, and I've talked about this a lot. That guy's as good as I am but here I am and there he is
1: Yeah, I still think that we gotta do this at uh, Nicolet Avenue sometime. I would love to do that sometime uh, I, one I, of these great summer days we gotta do it right? and get arrested I, I think that would be I, fun I'm,
3: I'm all in I'm all in <laughs> I, got, I got arrested for playing music are you kidding yeah I'm what a in, great
1: right? we, should, we could record some of it for the weekly list and yeah. really <laughs> hear us getting busted so on air
3: this is from her third album Ladies of the Canyon this is called Real Good for Free on 95.1 KYMN
2: Slept last night in a good hotel I went shopping today for June for free Honey, who needs the static? It hurts the head And you wind up cracking And the day goes dismal From breakfast party To the sign of prayer What a sorry face you get to wear I'm gonna tell you again now If you're still listening there If you're driving
3: 1970, I want to say 73 album, For the Roses. That's Joni Mitchell with uh, What a shock! You Turn Me On, I'm a Radio. Um, I really love that song. I loved that song before I worked in radio. You,
1: you but, know what I thought of when you sent me that song? Because I wasn't familiar with the song. Yeah. You really want to know? Yeah, go ahead. I was thinking of the band Autograph with the song "Turn Up the Radio." Oh my god, <laughs> this was probably better, right?
3: This is better. Okay, I'll even this own up to that. That this better. is that was better. You like everything?
1: I know, but I just I went with Autograph, "Turn Up the Radio," and nobody in the world, even people our age, is probably going to remember that song.
3: I there's a lot of metalheads our age, dude. They, well, they yeah, I know.
1: I remember being in Duluth um, on some kind of choir trip cruising around I don't uh, care uh, about your choir okay. trips I didn't was,
3: want to hear about that it but was I, like I heard autograph. the whole album that night well that's just <laughs> awesome that's fantastic
1: okay it, it yeah so all right what's next
0: time now for the weekly list haiku corner brought to you by imminent brewing a truly poetic brewery here is your host haiku rich
3: Well,
1: wow, man! Yeah, I mean, once again, I mean, this is what two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, we've had to pause and so that you could run off. I'm and write a the... busy guy.
0: Well,
3: I don't know, I know what else that, to tell but, you. I mean, I'm it, sitting there with not, a break
1: and you writing haikus. It's and I'm not like...
3: like, dude, it takes me ten minutes to bang these things out. Well. I just have to take the time to do it. That's all. Okay, well, and you're getting f- all defensive. Hey, on this. you know, I know the, the first <laughs> something, my first haiku was actually inspired by you.
1: Oh, that's a problem. <laughs>
3: I, I don't even I don't even think that this is insulting. You well, you you were my muse on this. It's not like it's well, not like directed at you, but you were, gave me the germ for this one.
1: Well, then this is fair play, I guess, because I was sitting here. What am I going to do? You know, while well, you're masterpiecing your haikus, so I wrote a haiku too. Well,
3: let me write mine about that okay. that you gave to me. Okay,
1: and then I'll read the one that I gave that you, you gave to me.
3: Okay, all right, here we go. Okay, hey, I know that song. I know that one. That's Joni. She wrote all those songs?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
3: That was actually not bad.
1: Not bad. Okay. Let's go. Here's the one that I wrote. Okay. You ready for this? (laughs) Sure. I can't believe it. Once again, Rich forgets his job. Haiku Rich, my ass.
3: (laughs) I thought that was really funny.
1: (laughs) I'm getting the cold stare. I'm a dead man. It's been nice knowing everybody. I've really enjoyed my time on the weekly list. It's been a joy, and now I turn it over to Haiku Rich. Dead air, man. Dead air, now. good. I
3: thought that was funny. I'm. I'm. You, you should just stop talking now. I think that's probably wise. I think it is too. I turned off his microphone. She had a baby. And then she started to write songs, because that can help. She wrote some great songs, and then her baby came home. It's a great story. That was too that was haikus. Don't, don't say anything, because they can't hear you anyway. Just You just sit there. You're in timeout, mister. <laughs> wow! <laughs> she dated a lot. Seriously? You judge that? You would date her, too. Her voice was golden. Cigarettes changed her voice, though. Now it's like velvet. Okay, yes, you're right. Tonight, I'm just a fanboy. At least I have taste.
0: My, what a delight. This has been Haiku Corner. Thank you, Imminent.
3: And there you have it, the most contentious poetry corner you'll ever, ever experience.
0: <laughs>
1: Actually, in all seriousness, you cut my mic off, but that was fun.
3: It was super fun. That was fun. Um, I I have a script here for imminent brewing, but we we, we, we winged it pretty good last week, so I'd kind of like to try to wing it again. Okay. We'll you see, think that's risky? We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Okay. Um, we do, we, I'll start off you by know, saying... You
1: know, we're being sponsored by Eminent, and we, we both love Eminent, uh, but, I, you know... I love
3: Eminent for a number of reasons. Yeah, yeah, for
1: many, many reasons, so just winging it, I mean, you know... Well,
3: yeah, but it's the same, I'm like, I've been reading the same script for, like, two well, months. Yeah, that's true. You know? <laughs> I, I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll see what we can do, okay. but we gotta keep it brief, because we're way into overtime today already.
1: Well, that's right, fanboy.
3: Yeah, well, exactly, you know, you know, at least I have taste. Uh, hey... Hey, we want to thank Lauren Derek Myers for sponsoring the weekly list and making uh, making this show possible every week. And just you know, for, for being great people. Um, let's t- just really quickly, um, let's let's touch on the uh, uh, the covid stuff for a second. And, and the reason I want to do this is because we've got live music on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really sounds standing uh, uh, trio called Art Vandelay from, from the Twin Cities is coming down. Yeah. Art Vandelay, it, they've, they're named after, if it sounds familiar, they're named after a Seinfeld character. Yeah. Right? And th- there are three really, really, really super talented guys. And uh, they're, doing, they're playing an album release show oh, uh, nice. on Saturday night. And, and they're bringing an opening act with them, the whole thing. Uh, music's going to be from 7 to 9 p.m. Here's the thing. Okay. We're still capacity limited.
1: Ah, so get there early, is that what you're saying? If
3: if you get there and there's not a seat for you to sit in, you can't stay. You can buy a growler or a howler and then go away, but you can't buy a beer can, can and wander around the, the
1: What about the patio? Is it like a
3: door open yeah, so you gonna... Yeah, and, and actually you're the, gonna be the, cold, the weather but... the weather is supposed to be really nice. Okay. But it won't be it won't be uh warm enough to open the garage doors. Um, But you can sit on the patio, and I'm sure we'll have the the sound playing out there. So you can do that. But uh, you can't be inside to watch the band if we don't have a seat for you.
1: So get there early. Make your plans around that for the day. And
3: by the way, we're doing this because of COVID nineteen. And we're we're do- we're still doing this uh whole COVID nineteen thing because there's still a bunch of people out there who won't get vaccinated. I know. That's all I have to say
1: about yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. All right. And you should probably wear a mask. Carry carry your mask in your back pocket. I have one all in my back time. pocket
3: right now. Yeah. yeah. Good See? for you. Right there, there it is. Yeah, perfect. See? Okay. Um what else do we want to talk about? You know, real quick I wanna I wanna run through the uh what's on tap and then I've got something to talk about. Uh off of that.
1: Okay, yeah, so do I because one of these man.
3: Okay, I'll let you I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, the first. You just
1: tell me about. Okay, last week. Every once in a while, Rich will bring me a growler. (laughs) It's uh, it's now become every once in a while. (laughs) Well, it's now every once in a while, which is probably good. But you know, I'm going to go on vacation from my my main gig in about two weeks' time. Yeah. So I'm going to need one next week because the following week I'm going to be off that entire week, and then I come back and do the show on that Wednesday, and I'm going to need another one to get me through the last half of my vacation.
3: I you are going to be on vacation from the weekly list. By the way, coming up, and I have to tell you about that, but I'll let you know about that when we're talking about it. just just. But I'll okay. be here next week, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, but anyhow, last week um, or two weeks ago or whenever it was, I got the Prairie Creek Porter. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta tell you, that was a delight. That was fantastic. It's good beer. It was. Oh, it was so good. It's it that it was that,
3: so good. that beer is one of the uh, one if it, it's not an original. I don't know if it was actually on tap the day we opened, but it was close. So it's a, it's a beer we've been serving for four years okay I hadn't had it before. yeah I'd never it, had it before it was the, delicious the, the 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 recipe has sort of been massaged and uh, developed over time It has and some
1: nice tones to it and you know flavors and it yeah. was it was really enjoyable and that's, yeah, that's different one... brewers
3: approach it differently so yeah
1: yeah and that was one that it was just really nice and it took my time drinking that I'm glad night. you liked it it was so good I'm really glad you liked it okay so anyhow talk about the other so
3: here's what else is on tap. Um, here we go. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA, Gateway Cream Ale, Cannon River Pale Ale, Prairie Creek Porter,
1: mm, mm, yum.
3: <laughs> Quick in the Red IPA, Question Mark Hill Wheat, Double Agent J Double IPA, La Tropical Sour. Although uh, I had someone come to the bar on Saturday and order a Tropical, so I'm going. I'm now going okay. with La Tropical. La Tropical. Tropical Sour, which oh. is a key lime. Guava, okay, sour. I think we talked about that one. Yeah, time. we did. Okay. Yep. and uh, zombie palm, which is a cranberry a pomegranate. Can you under can you can you guess why it's uh, named zombie palm?
1: Uh, because it was just Halloween recently. No, no,
3: no. They they this, we had this earlier this summer too. Zombie is the, zombie is a cranberry song. Song uh,
4: about
2: uh, 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 so, that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's
3: from their second record. Yeah, so it's cranberry pomegranate. That's back too, uh, but now we are also featuring um, a beer called the Brave Noise Pale Ale. Now we've got there's a bunch to talk about with this. With this, okay. Beer. Um, last week we talked a little bit about the the rules for humans, mm-hmm. right? And that was the the rules for humans um, was sort of inspired by. Um, this it just came to light that there's a huge problem with sexual harassment in the craft brewing industry Yeah, and that came to light this past spring and because of that um laura and Derek started a conversation with us as, as staff about very good this is what sexual harassment is we want you guys to understand that we're gonna we're going to uh we're gonna have some advocates talk about some things um We had a couple of 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 alums, uh, people who used to work at Imminent, come back and talk about some of their experiences working Mm -hmm. at Imminent, which was eye opening to say the least. Um, And 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 but sexual harassment has sort of been a a a theme, (laughs) if you can want to call it that, uh, at Imminent, maybe behind the scenes, but it's been it's been for basically for the year. Yeah. Um, we got involved. We Eminent brewing got involved with a company called Wevow, um, that uh, is sort of a uh, there's sort of a um, like a consultant that that helps you figure out some of these some of these things and um, there's a I, I don't know if this is directly tied to Wevow or not but there are 140 breweries across the country that have all sort of kicked in on one beer recipe. Okay. Okay and uh it's called Brave Noise Pale Ale uh, and every brewery does it a little bit differently sure sure and um it is it is a beer that is out there named Brave Noise to bring uh, awareness to Oh that's so cool sexual harassment sexual har- harassment prevention and um for every beer every every uh Brave Noise that we sell uh we that eminent sells uh even as making a donation to the Minnesota Coalition Against Sexual Assault.
1: I think that's fantastic, and I, you know what, I really like just to kind of go back into the to the music kind of theme of this. Yeah. I like the idea of there being a recipe out there that 140 different breweries are are all sharing and doing their own take on it. That's kind of like a you've got this composition, and 140 jazz bands are all doing slight little variations on that, and they each come up with their own vibe with that. So I. I Art I dig that. No, art
3: is always open to interpretation. I know. I, I think that's it. that's yeah. cool
1: and yeah. I love to hear, you know, and in my mind brewing beer that's a very creative act as well. And culinary so, arts, man. Yeah, I mean exactly. So it's cool that Eminent is involved in yeah. something like that yeah. and it's it's a good thing that you can do when you go to Eminent and you get one of these um and you you can feel like you're making a difference and also tasting something that's
3: really good. Right. Now, I just told you you're gonna you're gonna have a week off. You get the week in between Christmas and New Year's off. Really? Yes, because uh, Laura Myers was really? on the radio with with, oh, she... with with Jeff last week. Did you hear that? Did you yeah. hear her, her interview? Yeah. Um, she she I mean she and she was talking about all the stuff. And, sure. And of course, Jeff asked her when she was going to next uh, co-host the the weekly list.
1: See, and I knew that because a couple
3: she killed me. Well, she, she was so
1: good when she took over when the, she did for the the tour, yeah.
3: tour to save thing. Yeah, yeah. that she And she and she will it. she will as long as as long as the tour to save is going on, as long as she's involved in the tour to save, as long as I have this show, we have this show, mm-hmm. she will co-host er, that. She will do a co-host every July. She'll, yeah, so, and so I I there.
1: gladly surrender the seat because she runs anyway.
3: So for uh for uh, uh the the last show of twenty twenty one, uh we're gonna do a rules for human show.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And good.
3: and you are more than welcome to um, come down <laughs> and hang out, but she's gonna sit in that chair, okay. and she's gonna I, she, Laura's gonna program the show. Nice. Yeah. Good. She, yeah.
1: she picks some good stuff. So she's
3: she's great. She yeah. she really knows what she's doing. Anyway, so imminent brewing unlike, um, us. <laughs> unlike us, unlike us, exactly. us. Imminent <laughs> uh, brewing is open four to nine on Thursdays, four to nine on Fridays, two to nine on Saturdays, two to seven on Sundays. Uh, for more information. Visit Imminent Brewing. Last week, I gave the wrong uh, uh, web address. I gave the wrong web I said, I said, I i, I Don't say it again. No, I'm not going gonna... to. Imminentbrewing.com. Dot com. Not dot anything else. Dot com. Dot com. C-O-M. Imminent, so go and visit Imminentbrewing.com. Com. And as Laura always tells the staff, take good care of yourself and each other. Very nice. All right.
1: Okay, so the next song that we're doing um, is, is a very is actually, well-known song, but this is not this version is not by Joni Mitchell. This right? is
3: you kind of talked me into doing yeah. this, kind of because I wasn't even going to do this. I wasn't going to put the song in the show, and you were like, "Dude, love this Dude, you can't do a Joni Mitchell so- show and not play Big Yellow Taxi." My problem is, I don't really like any of Joni's versions of Big Yellow Taxi. I
1: I listened to a couple of them as well. And I tend to agree with you. The version that we're going to go with, and there's a lot of covers of this. There are a lot. <laughs> yeah, there there, are. I mean, well, it, this you, is this
3: is can... one of the great environmental anthems. Exactly. Of, of, of and
1: um, the version that we're going with is by Counting Crows yes. of yes. Big Yellow Taxi. And this and, is my favorite version of this. Yeah, this, I love this. This um, one works. It's on their Hard Candy album, and it's also on their Greatest Hits.
3: I pulled this off of the Greatest Hits because I think... I don't. Is Vanessa Carlton. She's on both. Is she, um, Vanessa
1: okay. Carlton was um, a singer. Well, she still is a singer-songwriter. She had the.
3: Yeah, Thousand Miles. Her second is. album,
1: Harmonium, was even better.
3: You're the only person in the world who has heard the sec, or Vanessa Carlton's second That's album. That's not true. Okay. It
1: actually it had some. It, it had a following of its own, but
3: anyhow, her-, her Just like Tapau's second her, album.
1: That never even came out here, man. Don't brag me on that. <laughs> um, but Vanessa Carlton does these background vocals, and I was kind of surprised that you liked it, because it's very, very produced. It's very of the time it came out, which I think might have been like around- Mid-90s. It was later than that because this was oh, from yeah. the third yeah, no. album. It was like right almost at right. the, Turn of like the 1999, 2000. Yeah,
3: maybe maybe a little later, like 2002, Yeah, because Vanessa Cause Carlton remember, had a bigger... I remember she was hearing it in a, in a certain office where I was working and I was working in that office in 2003 and four.
1: And so. I mean, I it, it got me into a kick because I after hearing this again I went into a, like a Counting Crows kick for this week and Mrs. Potter's lullaby yeah, and yeah. all that stuff.
3: I, I really like Counting Crows. Not everybody does no Adam Duritz is a little quirky and frankly i'm not a big fan of um duritz live because uh, you want to talk about a guy who's never sung the same song twice no no he hasn't
1: i saw them open for the who a long time ago yeah it was it was a great show but at the same time i went really yeah uh Okay <laughs> Yeah I,
3: I, I think they I think they have put out Some really great Great music though Yeah Not everyone believe, Not everyone no. agrees with me No but, but yeah Anyway
1: But this is uh, Big Yellow Taxi By Counting Crows And it's from their Hard Candy album And that is Vanessa Carlton That's singing Background vocals Here on KYMN 95.1 The Ooksy they
4: Paradise and put up a fucking lie With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot Don't it always seem to go But you don't know what you got till it's gone It'd be a paradise And put up a fucking lie They took all the trees And put them in a tree museum And they charged the Dollar and I have to see them No, no, no Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone You'd be a paradise And And now they pay paradise to put up a fucking lie. Door and a big yellow taxi took my girl away Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone they be in paradise Put up a fucking line And now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone they be in paradise Put up a parking lot Why not they pay paradise to put up a parking lot? Hey, 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 pay paradise, and put up a parking lot.
2: Vapor trails across the bleak terrain It was the hexagram of the heavens It was the strings of my guitar Amelia, it was just a false alarm Crashed into his arms. I feel like Amelia, this was just a false alarm.
3: 1976 and the hegira album that is amelia um danny there are two guitars i really you know
1: i don't know what the song's about to be quite honest with we'll, you. we'll talk about yeah that. i'm gonna let you go about that what really struck me on this was the sound of those two guitars interplaying you know i mean who those two,
3: two, who those two guitars are who are those two guitars joni mitchell and larry carlton
1: Figures, yeah. figures. I mean that I, it was such an interesting mixture and interplay between those. Right, it, it's almost like the two guitars were just dancing. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what I really liked about that. So you talk about the song itself, though.
3: Okay. Well, uh, um, Amelia again. Um, Hijira was this album that she wrote while she was making this gigantic road trip. Right. Um, she got to thinking about Amelia Earhart. Um, and and like how she was how Amelia Earhart you know flew solo across the I don't know. She fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know, but how how like lonely that must have been. And mm-hmm. and Joni's driving solo across the country, and that got pretty lonely too. Although By Amelia way,
1: had a cop had a, a she, navigator with her. She she when she when she died.
3: Well, she yeah, when she died. Oh okay. yeah, but but like when she she. Oh she, oh, you, all the
1: other pre- yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah. got it.
3: Um. Oh god! I, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sorry no. about that. Oh, it's okay. Um, so she uh. <laughs> I did. I had. I went and did some research on this song because mm-hmm. I've always really liked it, but I've never really like thought much about it. I just really wanted to play the song, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? People, there's a whole like following out there behind this song. So I I I, I, I read I read articles that called this the best Joni Mitchell song of all time. Wow! And like there's there's a there's a thing like there are some people who think this is the greatest song ever written. Amelia. Wow, yeah. It's a very good song. I I uh I read one article somewhere that said uh um she's she's writing about Amelia Earhart but not Amelia Earhart as as the pilot in this song Amelia Earhart Earhart is her therapist. And it, oh, it's That's it's, an interesting you know, and play. It's, it, it's, it's, it's 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 a yeah. Anyway, it's a great song. You know what I was going to say? Um yeah. I, t- about Hajira uh <laughs> I don't know why this is. I just realized this though tonight, when I pictured Joni driving across the country in 1976, for some reason I've, I I see her in a station wagon.
1: Really? Yeah. See, I would have gone with a VW bug I, or I something. I don't. I don't
3: <laughs> know what she was driving. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a VW bug. Maybe I'm a VW van. Sure I'm pretty sure it wasn't a a, a a station wagon either. Joni Joni wouldn't drive a station wagon. No, you can't see that. Yeah, but my mom had a station wagon in 1976, so therefore. I, I see her driving I see a station. My wagon. first
1: car was a Pontiac Grand LeMans Safari station wagon. Wow! Isn't that something? You you remember that? Yeah.
3: You have kids. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. My kids are 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 very definitely grown. My youngest is about to get is is is, is now engaged to to get married. Yeah, that's right. My wow! O- my I still remember the day she was born. Me too. We my, o- my, my oldest is essential. She essentially has her own family, and and they've 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 grown. You have kids that are younger than mine but they are both
1: they're adults yeah. my my son is 20 my yeah. daughter is 22 and she's older than me in many cases
3: <laughs> yeah. so you know that, that's the thing you have kids and then they grow up yeah and you know what that is
1: me getting old
3: that, that's, that's the, the circle game.
1: Ah, the pa- oh, I see. You're tying this back. Well,
3: of course oh, I'm tying it back. Just,
1: <laughs> you know what? I got to have a little bit of fun here. Yes, that is the circle game. Joni, it's, it's the Elton John Circle of Life.
3: Joni <laughs> wrote this song sort of as a reaction. Uh, do you know the Neil Young song, Sugar Mountain? Yeah, 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 I do. Joni heard Sugar Mountain and wrote Circle Game
1: really yeah. as as like a direct response yeah yeah nice
3: yeah. it was inspiration for, for well the you know
1: the and i think the passage of time and kids growing up and reaching the age that the musician was when perhaps they started mm. um it really you know i i think you and i in all seriousness i mean we talk about this kind of stuff but now you and i are at this age where we're starting to hey man it's now the back end of life, you oh. know the, the 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 final third.
3: We are we are most definitely on the back nine.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, how,
3: I'm, I'm I'm probably on the fifteenth hole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know, I mean, it's it's a time of reflection. It's a time of um, assessing where you've been, assessing where you want to go with the time. You know, um, what do you really, what do you want to do next? And how do you want to make the best of all of the time that we've got left? And I, and I think that that's something that's important. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're 15, 55, 105. Um, it's important to consider where you're sitting in the whole timeline and enjoy the time that you've got and to be properly considering it. And I think that's when I listen to this song. That's kind of what I
3: got out of it. The great American philosopher Daniel G. Hey, Warrior, there it gentlemen. is. This is the great Canadian philosopher Joni Mitchell with the Circle Game. This is from her. By the way, this is the live album. Uh, this is uh, this is from again from Miles of Isles. A ninety-five point one. She she gonna tell a quick little joke before she uh, oh, oh, plays okay. the song too. It's kind of cute. Ninety-five point one K Y M N, the one.
2: That's one thing that's always like. Uh been a major difference between like the performing arts to me and being a painter you know like a painter does a painting and he does a painting that's it you know he's had the joy of creating it and he hangs it on some wall somebody buys it somebody buys it again or maybe nobody buys it and it sits up in a loft somewhere till he dies but he's never they nobody ever says to him you know nobody ever said to Van Gogh paint a starry night again man <laughs> you know he painted it that was it Let's sing this song together, okay? This song doesn't sound good with one lonely voice. It sounds good with the more voices on it, the better, and the more out-of-tune voices on it, the better. No, it was really, it was made for out-of-tune singing, this song. Child came out to wonder. Got a tune voice on. Okay, here we go. And the seasons, they go round and round. And the painted ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return, we can only look behind. Child moved ten times round the seasons Skated over ten clear frozen streams Up his dreams And the seasons they go round and round and the painted ponies go up and down We're captive on the carousel of time We can't return, we can only look behind Summer's gone now. Cartwheels turn to car wheels through the town. You tell her, take your time because it won't be long now. Till you drag your feet just to slow the circles down. seasons. They go round and round and the painted ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return, we can only look behind. Lost a lot of grandeur coming true. There'll be new dreams, maybe better dreams. There'll be plenty of new dreams before the last revolving year is through. And the seasons they go round. Captive on the carousel of time We can not return, we can only look Behind from where we came And go round and round and round in the circle Constantly in the darkness Where's that at? If you want me, I'll be in the bar On the back of a cartoon coaster In the blue TV screen light I drew a map of Canada I would still be on my feet.
0: Oh, I am a
2: lonely painter. I live in a box of pain. Those ones that ain't afraid. I remember that time you told me. You said love is touching. So.
3: 1971 that was from blue that was a case of you
1: you know something rich but that is my all time favorite Joni Mitchell song I think a
3: lot of a lot of people feel that way I mean it, it is
1: so beautiful the lyrics um are drop dead perfect
3: you know who she wrote that song about who Leonard Cohen
1: really yep wow yep I mean that that song is really passionate and okay there was one song when it came to this that i said okay please 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 has to have a case of you has to be in the set list and so i'm gonna i'm gonna claim a little bit of ownership of this at least partial you know because i love this song um and what i like about it is that aside from the lyrics which are just so drenched in love um the guitar part she, she hits like this one note and kind of shakes it in a bit where it sounds like a sitar. That one note, if you listen really carefully, it's just like mm. yeah, yeah, The sitar note.
3: You know, I never thought about that. That's kind of really cool, actually. Yeah, um, and
1: especially when you think 1971, there's a lot of sitar. Ravi Shankar, man, <laughs> there's a lot of sitar. You know, and I, I think then. that that's where some of that that probably filtered probably. through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I like how she. Plays that one note on the guitar. It's just right. cool.
3: Yeah, that's a great song. God, it's a good song. Well, folks, that's going to just about do it for this here edition of The Weekly List. If you like the show, there's a, really a lot of ways you can listen to us. Uh, you can you can uh, um, stream us from our, our website, our, our program page on kymnradio.net, where I have all of the uh, most of the, uh, the previous editions of The Except Weekly for List the lost archived. But I have found. The lost episode we' are gonna talk about this okay. in a second um we uh you can listen to us right here on k y m n radio every seven every thursday night at seven o'clock unless there's a sporting event and then we'll get pushed back a little bit right. or whatever
1: um excuse y- me you've also got podcasts
3: <laughs> well we are the podcast the is what, things. the podcast is what we're gonna talk about in a second because we've got some big news about the podcast oh okay okay we have a we now have a a pretty good um uh, social media presence we're on we're on Facebook you can find us under Facebook where I post every new show every week under on the weekly list you can find us on Twitter where I post every new show every friday under at the weekly list all one word all lowercase mm-hmm. at the weekly list you can find us on Instagram where I will make a post that directs you to uh, every new show every friday
1: now that's what you do yes. you you told me hey do a bunch of this stuff on the instagram so yeah. Yeah. i i just i'm taking photographs if
3: you like if you like <laughs> if you like the weekly list instagram page that's like 99% Danny <laughs> you know i'm
1: i i i swear you i promise i won't post anything obscene or too out of left field
3: you know i i do want to ask this i do want to <laughs> ask like the 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 14 people who are listening to this <laughs> i do want to ask a favor if you like the show and some of you come and talk to me and, and told me how much you like the show talk about it tell people about it share us on facebook share us on twitter share us on the gram um s- spread the word if you if you don't mind i mean we we yeah. would really appreciate it if, if you would uh help us reach more people
1: and you know overall Thank you for listening. Oh, I mean, absolutely! You know, I it's this,
3: humbling that even eleven people would listen.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is fun for us, and we have a good time. And you know, Rich and I have been buddies for, for forever. Um, but this is fun for us, so this truly is a labor of love, and it's oh, a lot yeah. of fun. No, it is a lot of work, but it's yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind doing it at all. Yeah.
3: Now, here's the big announcement. About, okay, about go for podcast. it, dude. Um, up to now, and it's not well. Okay, well, hang on. Up till now, <laughs> it's now Rich's turn to backtrack yeah, here yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: well, yeah, but eh.
3: up until now, you've been able to podcast the weekly list by going to the KYMN Radio mm-hmm. Podcast, where which we is are, what I've been doing. We are part of every uh, everything that the KYMN Radio Podcast. It's all one big happy umbrella family, and everything gets. And you've got to, you know, so once a week we we show up on the KYMN Radio Podcast. Mm-hmm. As of now, the weekly okay. list. Has its own podcast feed. We are a Whoa. podcast unto ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've been exiled. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, we we have been separated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've been we've been cut out. Um. Now the the way this is going, though, um, I am still. I want every episode every edition of the weekly list available on this podcast and I want them all in order. So Mm -hmm. I am painstakingly going through the process of loading all of the shows and I have now gone through, I found the lost episodes. I I have gone through and I have every edition of the weekly list sitting on my hard drive right now and I am slowly feeding this into the podcast. Is it
1: like a podcast machine, like a podcast gun that's shooting them out like
3: they're called websites, Danny.
1: Is that what they call it now? Yeah, this yeah. is the interwebs. It's a website. It's a web- it's a website. <laughs> I, I had a gun thing. I thought that was you know like a podcast there. All right, I'm done. Go ahead.
3: Okay, Mr. Second Amendment. I'm, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, just... <laughs> So I. <laughs> so I am. I'm. I'm painstakingly doing this. By this time next week, um, will. Well, I'll be we'll be all caught up and everything. It will we'll be good to go. We might be caught up in a couple of days. It just kind of depends on when I can grab enough time to do this. It's taking me longer than I thought it would. Yeah, it's it's taking me about ten minutes to load each episode. And there's a uh, hundred
1: and seven of them. There's a hundred
3: and sixteen
1: of them. Hundred. <laughs>
3: yeah, and and the thing is. The longer they are, the longer it takes to load in. And since you showed up, these things have gotten like at least half an hour longer. Well, and, yeah. And so there it is. So, But uh, go to Spotify, go to Google, go to Apple, go to Stitcher, go to wherever it is you get your podcast and type in the weekly list. Evidently, there's another podcast out there yeah, called but- the weekly list. But- <laughs> I'm sure this woman does great work. Well, I know, but they're not us, you know, but it's, we're a very different type of podcast. We're the one with the, with the, we're the red and the black and the microphone. And, and, and we say the weekly list, but so does she. Um, but go follow us, click that follow button, subscribe to the weekly list and you'll have access. Not only will you have access to every show as it is made available, but you're going to have access to the entire archive as well. Cool. I mean, for what that's worth, I guess. I mean, if you want to go back <laughs> and listen to me ravel on about, you know, uh, uh, you know, going back to work one day or whatever, I mean, it's, <laughs> you you can do it. You can do it. You uh, know
1: what? What I I mean, it's it's bad enough that you and I get into these skirmishes here as part of the show, right? And apparently, unfortunately, I I think I may have just. Attacked another show, so we could have a <laughs> weekly list at war with another weekly list. At, I mean,
3: think about the possibilities. I think she does excellent work. I'm sure she does excellent work. I hope there's not uh, a lot of a lot of problem. Um, we have the weekly list trademarked, however. So, oh. yeah, so,
1: okay. So, tell us what what are we going to do for the okay, for the closing right. song so, tonight? Because I I know what it is, and I've got there a little are
3: thing about it. there there going into the show. There were two songs that I felt had to be on hell or high water right one was a case of you but i'll gladly concede that to you that's that's your show that's your song uh the other was this next one um both sides now however this is not the original recording of both sides
1: right right because the original okay here's my little thing she wrote it this is a johnny mitchell composition but she gave it to judy collins who had a hit with it and this the sad thing about this and i've kind of got a bitter taste in my mouth about this song um do you remember the columbia house record and tape club Yeah. okay so back when i was in junior high you know i signed up on that and it was like fantastic i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get the magazine and I, I got like my my you get eight for a penny and then yep. you got to buy like four or five more right. over the next three years. Right. It, you know, and then you just give your mailing address. That you're moving I to built Canada. an
3: entire CD collection off of Columbia. House. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this
1: is how I got my, a lot of my vinyl. Right. Um, so anyhow, I joined and it was like you have to pick your genre. And I thought, well, let's see. I want to kind of catch everything. So I clicked pop huge mistake because my very first week and you you had to sign the mail in the card saying you didn't want that month's selection. You know what they had as my
3: first pick? Judy Collins.
1: It was Judy Collins both sides now and I was like, "Really? Really? I I got like I got a Van Halen record in my first package of eight and all this kind of stuff and a Led Zeppelin. And you somehow thinking that I'm a Judy Collins fan.
3: Can I tell you? So, how,
1: I mean, I like the song, but Can I tell on. you
3: how much I do not enjoy listening to Judy Collins? Well. And, and, and there are people listening to the show that are, that are now like disavowing me.
1: I know. It cost me 12 cents and a stamp to send back and say that I didn't want a Judy Collins. I'm, help, sorry, th- you know, I'm
3: sorry that they sent you Judy Collins. Well, no, really they didn't.
1: Am. I had to spend 12 cents so that they wouldn't.
3: Okay. Well. I just don't enjoy Judy Collins' voice at all. I I just I just I I get it. I don't. Well, we ripped yeah. on
1: Bing Crosby last week, yeah. so why not?
3: <laughs> uh, but this isn't even like the original, like Joni Mitchell recording. Yeah, because right. Joni actually was one of those um, uh, artists who like had five or six of her songs recorded by other people before she even had a, a record right. contract. And, and and Judy Collins actually, they tried to get Judy Collins to do. Both sides now and she wouldn't do it at first. But uh at, 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 anyway. Um this song, um, if you've ever seen the movie Love Actually.
1: Um I don't know that I have. Oh, I know are, it's it's one there of those are ones Jaws hitting I, the floor I know there's all over this the one should right be now. right in my whale house, and I think I've got it in my netflix I I swear to God I've well, you I know, it's, it. it's kind of a,
3: it's it. kind of a Christmas movie. You should, you yeah, should, I'll, you should watch plan it, this on watching it this Christmas. You, I, I want you to promise me,
1: Rich. I, Daniel G. Moyer do solemnly promise I will watch love actually. And then I want
3: you to come back and give us a review. Okay. Like our friend, Sarah Osterbauer, who sometimes listens to this show. It's her absolute favorite movie. And she is so disappointed in you right now. I know. And because and then, yeah.
1: I love Sarah. So I, yeah, yeah. okay. I'll watch the, I'll yeah. watch. It. And, and it is one that I want to watch. Though.
3: Right. Right. Um, Anyway, this song uh, is sort of a key plot point in in uh, in Love Actually. The, she re-recorded the song in two thousand. We I talked in Haiku Corner. I talked a little bit about her voice going mm-hmm. from, yeah, you know, she she sort of has had that Marianne Faithful transformation in her voice, right? Mm. Um, and because she has, I'm not kidding about this. Joni has been a smoker since she was nine years old.
1: Wow. Yeah. Laws are yeah. a little loose in Canada. Right.
3: Well, I guess, but... Um, <laughs> uh, so she had this... She, But she recorded it... I don't even know when she wrote it. She was probably 22, 23, right? And then she recorded it. And then she recorded it again when she was uh, 57.
1: And okay? Yeah, because the first original version is on the Clouds album. Yep. Because I, I listened to that, and then I listened to the re-recording, which is on the album Both Sides now. Right,
3: right. So... You've got I mean it's 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 kind of quaint, right? You've got the young woman who is standing at 23 or whatever it is and looking back over her life going, well, you know, I've seen I've seen clouds from both sides now, but I really don't know what clouds are all about. Yeah. And I you know, I've seen life from both I guess I've seen life from both sides and I really don't know what life is about. And I've seen love from good and bad on both sides, but I really don't know what life's about. And then you get fifty-seven-year-old
1: Joni. Yeah,
3: I've seen it all, and you know what? I still don't know a damn thing.
1: You know the thing that was interesting when I was reading about this song, how it was originally written. Did you know where the idea came from? No. She was on an airplane, and she had been writing some songs, and and she was looking down, and she's looking at the clouds, and she's thinking, "Wow, up here it's so sunny. I see this side of this cloud, but then when you land, it's a rainstorm or something like that." And that's one of the magical things about uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the sun, and I love flying when I I haven't flown for a long time, but I loved it because no matter what the weather was on the ground, I knew I was going to spend part of my time in a in, sunny day. In the sun. And yeah. that's why I always wanted a window seat. You are a hedonist. I am. Yes,
3: I am. You are. Anyway. So, um, well, happy birthday, Joni. Yeah. You know, and then and, and
1: hopefully many, 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 many more. Yeah, well
3: and. Uh, Th- that's the other reason, like we haven't done a Joni Mitchell show, is because she almost died a few years ago. She yeah. had an aneurysm, and and she's she's still dealing with the effects of that. It, was, it basically was a stroke. Yeah, and she she actually lost her ability to speak for a while. Yeah, and I heard about she, that. She she has she uses a cane to get around now, and and uh, um. it's horrible to say but I've kind of for a few years now I've sort of been on the Joni Mitchell death watch
1: well and my thing is is when there's a really great artist and somebody of Joni Mitchell's stature um, you know I know that she's not going to perform I know that she's not going to write another song or produce another painting or anything like that I, I just want them to be able to really reap and enjoy all of the fruits of their labor
3: actually I think she's still painting Is she? That's great. That's good to know. Yeah. I love painters. Me too. I mean, I think that's great. Me too. I'm I'm a fan of painters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Danny, thanks.
1: Hey, always a joy. And I mean, man, thank you, Rich, for not just educating the audience on how great Joni Mitchell's work is, but also for me. I mean, you reintroduced me to a lot of stuff.
3: One day you will do the same for me with Steve Lukather. No
1: doubt, dude. Because- (laughs) It's going to be a little bit more obscene maybe, but- (laughs) <laughs> A little bit more sick, but whatever. You know, that's that's how it works.
3: Because, you know, Joni Mitchell and Steve Lickett there. They, they sure, they belong to the same side. <laughs> we'll all right. See you all next week. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you again next week. Peace.
2: Rose and flows of angel hair, and ice cream castles in the air. And feathered canyons everywhere. I looked at clouds that way, but now they only block the sun. They rain and they snow on everyone. So many things I would have done. But clouds guard in my way I've looked at clouds From both sides now From up and down And still somehow It's cloud illusions I recall I really don't know clouds Moons and dunes and fairy wheels The dizzy dancing way that you feel As every fairy tale comes real I've looked at love that we But now it's just another show and you leave them laughing when you go, and if you can, don't let me know, don't give yourself a well, something's lost, but something's gained in living every day. I oh, looked at life from both sides now, from win and lose, and still somehow it's life's illusions, I recall.
0: Locally owned, independently programmed, 95.1 The One.
1: Thanks for listening to this KYMN Radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, KYMNRadio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio
4: podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.